right. Um, so, friends. Allies. Allies. Enemies. Enemies. <laughs> to lovers. <laughs> 10K fic. Please read and review. Slow burn. Mm. Uh, Sharing a bed. Anal fisting. This summary is oh, bad. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. Uh, I, this was, I was trying to apologize, but now I feel like I need an apology. <laughs> um, Noelle, are you going to keep that in the podcast? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right. My work's done. <laughs> no, I wanted to um, to apologize to you guys, my friends. Uh, it's it's nothing I could control, but uh, winter is here. What the, the fuck, Cat? Just the day before Thanksgiving, the head of Father Winter, which I have kept so faithfully since I slew him in the great spring hunts, it began whispering from the crystal display case above my spice rack in the kitchen, uh, mm. and I had to go and bury it in the ground, and I summoned the winter snows, and now here we are, and it's dark at four o'clock. Cat. How fucking dare you bring Father Winter's shadow back upon this land? It had to be done. Every year it has to be done. You should have just let his whisperings drive you mad. I <laughs> You know, Kat, I'm not I'm not angry. Thank you. I'm just disappointed. You know what, Hannah? You catch Father Winter this year. You slay him. You cut off his head whoa, and feel whoa. his golden blood seep into your soul. And then you can be driven mad by his whispers in the autumn and fall. Okay? I did my best. I held him off. I held him off until oh. Thanksgiving. But I had to I had to go into the side yard and I had to navigate the little chihuahua and the greyhound that were out there and I, I had to bury it deep enough that my neighbor's dogs wouldn't dig it up. Cat, I'm I'm sorry. You were right. I was way out of line. Thank you. <laughs> You're out of your element, Anna. <laughs> well, Anyway, it's winter now. It's dark at four o'clock. The world is frozen. The lake outside our window here is, is frozen over. I have depression and it's all Kat's fault. <laughs> I have depression and it's all my fault. <laughs> I think we can all agree that we all have depression and that it is all Kat's fault. Yep. Yep. Well, I suppose the only way to banish our depression is to play D&D. Revived Father Winter for another year, but the hunt is coming, and I will slay him again. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Noelle. Uh, I have seasonal affective disorder, and this is my first time at this meeting. I'm <laughs> glad to meet everyone, and uh, hope you guys can cure me without burdening me with your stories. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hi, uh, my name is Caitlin. I uh, have on-again, off-again seasonal affective disorder. That's like flirty and fresh. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, you know, I want to be buried in a snowbank. Also, Kat, I will race you to the death of Father Winter this year. <gasps> Good. I rise up as your contester. <gasps> I relish the competition. All right. Mm, spicy. Uh, yes, I my relish is very spicy. It's the only <laughs> relish. Uh, I'm stupid. I'm Hannah, <laughs> and uh, I have EAD, everything affective disorder. 
And um, <laughs> I, uh, I am the self-same fool who challenged fair and noble cat, and I, I regret my hubris. I see that she is a powerful warrior queen, and I look forward to the competition in which uh, she and Caitlin shall defeat Father Winter again. Well, here's here's my notes from last time. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It says, next time on Dames and Dragons Ball Z, Slake carry Mary in Papoose, Invisible Spider climbing up Wall City, Corbin Amoth, ran a fart. The mission? Get the wall. Scale the wall. Get the tusk. Tusk for book. Use book to remove fae tats. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Rescue Alden. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Profit. This is just a peek inside of Slake's notebook right here. This is beautiful. I want all the recaps to be like that. Me too. Honestly, can we change our recap uh, format? format to just reading Kat's terrible notes? Yeah, to be honest, I'm beautiful. loving it. Uh, Kat, I'm so glad to hear your notes being read like that because literally all of the notes for every story I've ever written in my life are that exact way. Oh, yeah. That is so true. It it's is the, the only way to do it. It is a combination of jokes to myself mm-hmm. <laughs> and actual information. actual information and unintelligible typos. Yes. The way yes. I spell papoose here is there's way too many peas. <laughs> Very good. Couldn't Oops. figure it out. Didn't have time. Mm. Um, so based on those notes, what I remember is that uh, let's see, you fought, you defeated Egg. Corbin abandoned Alden. <laughs> hey, he could have run with me. Yeah. I didn't abandon anybody. <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of on Alden. It's on Alden. He uh, on Alden. Yeah, and then Hugin did take Alden, which you. You all realized afterwards was very a, very much a bad thing because if Alden interacts with any of the elves, it uh, it undoes all of Arahara's protections on the city. So yeah, it's a you problem. Know, that's a problem. So we need to break into the palace. Palace. The palace, to clarify, is or isn't one of the shelters. It is. It is one of the shelters. So there's going to be the lots shelters. of people. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be full of people. So we probably can't just be like, can we? Can we have your tusk? I feel like though, like we we want more information than we have right now, right? I guess. I mean, like, should I aware? disguise myself as like an elf and go talk to somebody in charge? Just be like, hey, how about that tusk? You know how that we keep it in that place? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, I already am gonna be able to find out where it is. Yeah. If we, if we have to break through a wall, we will. Yeah. <laughs> I think probably the less we interact with anybody, the better. Just because. I really want to know if removing the tusk is going to destroy every that's, protection oh, that's, on the city. Actually, that's but a what are we going to do yeah. if it does? You know uh, I, mean? I guess we'll die. <laughs> yeah. We'll figure something out. I'm already percolating. We, or we, we could, know what it does. Maybe we could find a way to substitute it or something. Right. That's kind or of what I was thinking. Or we could make a copy. That, that is gonna help that's them. gonna trick Dashing Dawson yeah. so that both our parties can be under curses from him. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes. How many Dawson curses does it take, Caitlin? <laughs> I don't think Corbin can do anything else to Dawson. He, Corbin stole from Dawson once. Yeah. The yeah. next time he will not survive. That's <laughs> really true. <laughs> yeah, you got really light for stealing from Dawson. Honestly, I kind of did. Yeah. yeah I think All you did was lose your money. Yeah, it's because you stole something that was completely worthless and you still uh. have not used. What What did I steal again? <laughs> the oh, the Expedious e- Retreat. The Expedious Retreat. That's right. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. anyway, Fran, tell me about your elf Sona. My elf Sona. I, of course, I've got to have, like, 
It's stunning blue hair. Mm. See, I, I'll remind you. Elves are not anime. Half-elves are anime. Oh, so I can't be... I mean, do half-elves live here? Yeah, half-elves live here, too. I'm going to be a half-elf, then, because I need to look like an anime. Okay. So I have just, like, really long, long blue hair. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, like, dirty and nasty because everybody's, like, messed up here, but my eyes are... Silver in Ooh. color that they Lim- are limpid pools of silver. That's what mm-hmm. I was thinking. Limpid. Yeah, I have silver mm-hmm. orbs. Yes, <laughs> wow. love orbs. We got some silver orbs mm. up in here. Mm-hmm. I like look like a stereotypical like beleaguered peasant person, mm-hmm. but like from the cover of like a Fabio romance novel. Yes, mm-hmm. perfect. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so you guys, uh, you guys head out of the house now. Okay. All right. Soldiers, everybody ready to talk to, to you, I guess, is everybody ready to stay here while I go? <laughs> I mean, Corbin, you can Cor- come with yeah, me. Yeah, Corbin will come with you. You want to hide under my hair? Yeah, Corbin flaps under there and then he's just constantly flapping. <laughs> we'll, we'll wait. Okay. Cool. I love my hair. Okay, let's go. <laughs> you can kind of see Corbin's wings like flapping underneath the hair a little bit too. So it looks like there's maybe like a bowl, like a... Pulsing growth. <laughs> oh, no, bad. Bad, bad, bad. I don't like that. All right. So I think we're nearest to the to the palace. Yes, you are you're pretty close to the palace. You're a couple streets away. Mm-hmm. Um and as you're you're moving towards the palace, you run into a barricade, which you have to get around. It doesn't take you long to get around, but oh. you notice there are, are a lot of barricades as you get closer to the palace. These barricades are made of anything that could be spared. Shutters, furniture, masonry, carts, market stalls, anything that would hinder Torva's army when they eventually break down the gates of the city. Mm. It does not look like the Ilfrens have much hope of the city lasting. Okay. Uh, As you get closer to the palace, uh, you do pass by the opera house. Uh, It is a grand old structure with these beautiful painted domes and big doors which slam open in the most overdramatic fashion you have ever seen. Ah! I say. <laughs> Corbin flutters harshly against your neck. <laughs> I slap at my hair. Yeah. Corbin is incapacitated. <laughs> I took half a hit point of health from you. <laughs> yeah. All right, so out of these doors, an elf in obnoxiously shiny armor emerges, followed by two soldiers in much shabbier armor. The elf in shiny armor, he is tall and agelessly handsome with long silver hair and flawless skin. He flips his hair and it hits one of the other elves in the face. (laughs) And he says, well, I don't like those supply numbers you've got there. You need to do something about that, Olivia. The two soldiers behind him give each other this, just such an exhausted look. And the woman, presumably Olivia, she says, oh, We've stretched them as far as we can, General Vespria. There's just not anything else. Oh, what about the palace supplies? And Olivia shuffles and says, Their royal highnesses are eating the same rations as everyone else, sir. There's just no more food. And Vespria gives this big dramatic sigh and he flips his hair again and he says, Well, I don't care how you do it. Just make it happen. And uh, can you make a perception check, Fran? Um, yeah. 
Oh, I got, ooh. <laughs> uh, 12. Okay, you don't notice anything out of the ordinary. Wait, I want to make a perception. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Pre- yeah. You flap out a bit. Yeah, I flap out. You're looking peek. out with your little moth eyes. Yeah, I peek my little moth eyes out there. I'm too amazed. I'm like, that armor is shiny <laughs> as fuck. I got 18. Okay. Corbin, what do your moth eyes see? <laughs> uh, they see a curved sword at his hip. And upon close inspection, I assume you sort of flutter over there a little bit. Yeah. And upon that close inspection, you see that the sliver of blade which peeks out of his scabbard is not made of steel, but of bone. This doesn't, this isn't the guy from Corbin's vision, is it? No, no, this is not, this is not Phelan's brother. Okay. Can I lick it with my- What are you fucking (laughs) talking about? (laughs) Yes, you can, but why? Because I want to like, actually, I want to like detect its properties with my mouth tongue. (laughs) How dare you say those words? Kaylin, I don't think that moths can detect the the composite materials of an object with their mouths. I don't think that's a moth ability. And tablet made of (laughs) limestone. You guys, hey, wait, wait, wait. Can I just flap around at him? Yeah, he swats you away. I I pretend to be like thrown to the Oh no, I say, and then I'm like, (laughs) and then I come back. Uh, and Vespria sees you because you've shouted. Yes. <laughs> oh, citizen, you must get into the shelter quickly. There's no one to be outside after dark. Go on. Oh, shit. I have to do an episode next. <laughs> <laughs> you Fran. Chant. Fran yes. 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 Of an episode next. Yes. Well, I, ah, I say I was trying to get there. <laughs> it's really bad. It's cute. It's cute. It's cute. <laughs> Oh boy. And uh, as you are saying this, uh, you hear a whistling from above, which serves as your only warning before the night sky turns orange with incoming fire. Oh shit. Vesperia grabs you and shoves you towards the doors of the opera house. Mm-hmm. And uh, as he, as you are thrown, Olivia, one of his soldiers, hustles you inside. Okay. Uh, Corbin, do you follow Fran or are you sticking with Vesperia? Stick with Vespria. Okay. feel like I should. Vespria and his other soldier break for the palace. Fran and Corbin, please make dexterity saves. Oh, my dex is plus one, so I got 17. Okay. I got, I got 15. Okay. Fran, that is not enough. No. So, wait, what uh, did I got you get? A 15. Yeah, 15. Oh, fuck. It's, I yeah. got shoved back into the thing. Yeah, yeah, but it's a 16. So you're, you're one off, broken. my friend. Oof, broken. However, Olivia did make her check, but she is going to protect you, so you're not going to take full no! damage. <laughs> Olivia. Yeah. Um, I just met her, but I, if she dies, I'm going to kill everyone in this room. <laughs> okay, so Fran, you are going to take uh, 10 damage. Okay. And Olivia, she takes 20. Ooh. Olivia. Um, and she screams, but she is uh, holding tight to you as she's like shoved you up against the door. You smell burning hair as fire just begins to rain down from the sky. A bell begins I just, to- I just need to make a roll. Really I smell fast. sexual tension amid horrible violence. Keeps, like Fran blushes. Doors. <laughs> oh, you guys, Uh, the door of the opera house opens behind you as a bell begins ringing from the center of the city, and you and Olivia tumble inside of the opera house. Ooh, tumble. <laughs> uh, I'll tumble for you. 
now we have to describe Olivia. She wasn't supposed to like exist, but now, now you're, you're you in love with her. You made a beautiful elf lady do something heroic, and now we are all in love with her. She's cat. wearing what did you think was gonna armor. Happen? She has armor on. That's like my only fucking standard. Honestly, yeah. Like, <laughs> woman in armor. Yeah. To be honest, yes. We we meet a woman in armor fairly often, but it never gets old. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's so true. Olivia, very like. Strong biceps. Oh, mm. but they're like I could have guessed malnourished. So she's very right. wiry so and sinewy. strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got like short blonde hair in like a uh, Howl's Moving Castle page boy Shit. cut. Oh my god! I'm like, I'm like <laughs> red in the face. What the fuck? Um, and like her face is all sooty and ashy, and like oh my god. the back Cat. of her hair is a little bit singed. By I'm fire. gonna nut. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me that. I'm going to stop describing her now because you said that. No. Anyway, she is, uh, she screams in pain as two, uh, two other elves grab her under the, under the arms and pull her off of you, Fran. Ah, I say it. I reach out my little stupid hand. (laughs) And, uh, a woman rushes forward to you, Fran, and she is, like, just the most made up, like, done up person you've seen so far in this city. She's got... Like tons and tons of black hair that's like piled up on her head, and she's wearing this e- like elaborate ball gown. Oh my god, does she look like Henny Driver? I was gonna say, is this Carlotta? Yeah. Kat, you cannot throw like a million beautiful women at us. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh um, and she she scoops you up, friend, and she goes, "Oh, you poor baby. Oh, come here." She's British. She's not Minnesotan. Well, like I've said before, any any elf that leaves Ilfred loses their accent. Oh, almost that's, right. Right. that's right. That's, that's right. That's right. That explains all the other elves outside of Ilfred. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. Um, but she she wraps you up. She goes, "Oh, you poor child. We're safe in here. Don't worry." Uh, who are you? Where am I? <laughs> I say. Oh, darling. Oh, you've lost your memory. No, oh, I just yes. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my memory. I'm so confused. Oh my god! And you see uh, around you, it looks like this is the theater company that is is taken over Hell this yeah. building. Um, like I'm so mm-hmm. sorry you're not here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So besides this woman, you see a couple other women who look like maybe dancers, mm. and there are a bunch of tech people around. The people who used to build sets are now fortifying the doors and the walls. Even as outside fire rains from the sky, they are quickly like boarding up windows. And uh, it looks like the some of the seamstresses are taking care of wounds as there are just bedrolls laid out in the lobby. The grand chandelier has been taken down because it looks like it was shaken loose from the ceiling. You can see where it was once attached. I know what happened to that fucking chandelier. <laughs> a phantom. <laughs> it was the work of a phantom. It was the work it of was. a phantom. <laughs> Refugees are crowded throughout the lobby in little groups. You see uh, families holding each other as outside the ground shakes and the rafters rattle. And the woman says, my name. My name is Manet Dravet. I'm the I'm the lead soprano of our little opera company. Unfortunately, I'm not doing much singing right now. We're just taking care of you, my dear. Oh, thank you. What what happened to Olivia? Was her name? I believe the seamstresses have her. They'll have her fixed up. Don't worry. We have some very good burn creams yet. We may not have food, but medicine is not yet run out. Oh, um, 
I just have some questions, I say. Oh, dear, please. <clears throat> Let's find you a bed. Uh, I just I just would like to ask some questions. <laughs> there will be time for questions later. But... I'm very confused, and I just think if I had my questions answered, maybe I wouldn't need to go into the bed. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, smooth like butter. <laughs> Uh, no, Manet is, she is ignoring you. She is just making you. I love her so much. She's just making like shushing noises. <laughs> oh, oh my God. As she, she takes your hand and walks you briskly uh, towards the, the theater itself. Okay. Um, and here you see that a bunch of beds have been set up on the stage and in the aisles. There are refugees who are sitting in the seats that were once filled by patrons of Ilfra's finest opera company. Instead, it is now people who are just waiting for the fire to stop. Mm. And uh, she finds you a little cot up on stage and sits you down. And uh, one of the dancers comes over with a cup of water for you. Um, I slurp it up and I'm like, I just would like to ask you some questions. Okay. All right, dear. And she, she looks around and another dancer like brings her a chair to sit in. Okay. And, and uh, she sits down by your bedside and pats your pats your little hand. She says, okay, dear, you can ask me some questions. And oh, oh, uh, Darla, please, will you get a brush and a comb? <laughs> and uh, and oh, for my beautiful hair. Yep. And uh, <laughs> one of the one of the actresses, she begins uh, combing your hair for you. So I was just that feels really good. That feels really nice. I never felt that before. <laughs> Oh, your hair is so wet, dear, the uh, actress says as she's combing your hair. It's a condition. Um, (laughs) So who's in charge around here? Well, Horace was in charge, but I'm afraid he... uh, I'm in charge now. Yeah. Who is that General Vespria was his name? I I just, I get confused. Oh, General Vespria, yes, he's... uh, He's doing his best. He is the uh, leader of our armies for the last 300 years. You seem like you hate him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you wound me. I pride myself on being such a good actress. (laughs) I'm just really perceptive. I consider myself a a student of the mortal condition. Oh, don't we all? Yes, unfortunately, General Vespria has commanded our armies for 300 years, and in those 300 years, we have never been to war. <laughs> I am afraid he is a bit in over his depth at the moment. I see. But 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 you have other defenses in the city, right? Or, or we have other defenses in the city, correct? Well, the city is protected by the grace of our Lord Varahara. How exactly does that work? <laughs> oh, well, do you... Do you not remember the ceremony? You must have just been very little when that happened. It's all, it's fuzzy. Well, once in a generation, one of our children is given to Varahara to be his hands and his child. And in exchange, he gives us a tusk, which will protect our city. Mm-hmm. And as long <sighs> as long as Vesperia has that tusk, the walls cannot be breached. But... It may not matter if they starve us out. But that will not happen. I'm sure, I'm sure some of our scouts must have gotten out. We must, we must simply hold out until our allies are reached. I'm absolutely sure that some scouts got through, I said. 
Yes, we all are. We are all absolutely sure of it. I'm 100% positive. I stare at her <laughs> eyes. <laughs> and she, she pats her hand and says, yes, yes, dear. And uh, while, while you've been having this conversation, Fran, your hair has been combed out and is, uh, is being braided into like a Rapunzel braid. Hell you know? yeah. Like a whole bunch of strands so it gets all like tamed up into a beautiful big braid. Hell yes. <laughs> okay, so... I found out what I wanted to know. <laughs> now you may leave. <laughs> Get out. Get out. Um, well, you can you can feel like the ground is still shaking from right. the uh, the shelling of the city that is currently happening. Right. Um, yeah, Dawson really <laughs> fucked us. Yeah, Dawson loves to do that. Um, hey. Hey, what? <laughs> do we have those shackles? Um. Yes, we do. And we have some chained what as if, well. What if we put them on Dawson? And did what? Stole the book. <laughs> actually, I I mean, actually, we could tell him, hey, we've got the tusk. We make a fake prop tusk. We're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so right now, I. <sighs> we're just until we can be like, hey, like, we're sorry. Just until we win this war and then you can go with your tusk. I mean, honestly, if he's got those shackles on him, he can't do any fucking magic. So he, he can't do he can't shit. Curse us. We could just put the shackles on him and never take them off. Well, (laughs) what if we killed him? (laughs) You can try. Cat would never let us kill him. Yeah, but it's a thought. It's a thought. Okay. Um, uh, (laughs) So I am like, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, uh, at Minet, she so she motions over one of the actors, and he's a gangly boy, and it uh, looks like he maybe was uh, the obligate page boy in every single opera. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> and she says, "Please uh, uh, take her to the latrines," mm-hmm. and then like leaves, and he gives you this look, like disgusted, like Ugh, I don't want to do this look. And he goes, "Ugh, come on." Um, and he takes you to the the outhouse. Mm-hmm. He says, be quick if like a fireball falls down on you while you're out in the outhouse like that's your fault I totally agree you can go back inside <laughs> <laughs> and he does oh he does not need any magic <laughs> Hey, y'all. I'm going to wait on shout-outs until next episode, since last episode was so recent. I hope you all are doing well. I would die for each and every one of you. And now let me throw it over to my girl, Kat. Here's the ads. Hello, it's me, Kat, with the ads here with you today, holding your hand in this Domino's pizza that we call life. Our first sponsor today is Synth Bard. So are you looking for an excuse to revisit classic D&D? Why? Why do you need an excuse? Live your truth. Live your classic D&D nostalgia out in real time with custom composed soundtracks from Synth Bard. Uh, They breathe new life into first edition era adventure modules at synthbard.com. You can get soundtracks inspired by 80s-era D&D adventures. They have two amazing albums for sale right now. The first is based on the legendary horror module Ravenloft. This soundtrack accompanies players with a mix of haunting piano melodies, classical chamber orchestra pieces, 
epic pipe organ, and suspenseful ambiance tracks as they hunt down the notorious vampire lord residing in Castle Ravenloft. Oh my god, that sounds so cool! The second soundtrack is based on the cult classic module Beyond the Crystal Cave. This is super duper cool because it provides a track for every single encounter in the original adventure module. It has pastoral, mystical, natural music pieces, ambient tracks, ambient tracks, if you like to say words right. Immerse your players in a fantasy soundscape as they search for a pair of lost lovers through magical caverns, pristine gardens, and an interdimensional palace, which is like... That's where I want to live. Somebody please tell me what the Zillow listings look like for interdimensional palaces. Um, I have no money to put as a down payment, but I do have a soul, which is currently unsold. Uh, each album comes with a supplementary booklet that provides additional descriptions for the adventure modules and true to D&D form. Each booklet ends with an appendices that offers suggestions on ways to use the tracks in your own campaign. Um, so if that sounds super cool, if you want to order your own personal Noel from the internet uh, to provide a beautiful audio experience for your players, uh, you can go to synthbard.com. Personal Noel is not included, but you can get both digital and physical versions of the soundtracks at synthbard.com. Our second sponsor today, you know him, you love him. It's Cobalt Press. You know it's Cobalt Press. Oh, uh, and they are here today, tomorrow, and every day with the complete Cobalt Guide to Game Design Edition 2. That's the second edition that they've done of this awesome book. It is the ultimate resource for gamers, game masters, and designers. The any winning first edition of Complete Cobalt Guide to Game Design laid out concepts, techniques, and advice for designing role-playing games and enhancing adventures. Now the second edition, it brings together essays from the original volume, updated to reflect what is this amazing changing landscape of game design. Uh, there are also new essays by veteran designers like Jeff Grubb of Dragonlance and Forgotten Realms and Guild Wars and Kelly Pollock of Midgard Sagas and Empire of Ghouls, Amber Scott of, I don't know, Dungeons and Dragons and Eberron, and uh, Ray Vallace, Vallace, Ray, if you're listening, I'm so sorry, but he did write the Cobalt Guide to Magic. Uh, get practical, thought-provoking essays on world building, creating magic systems, conflict, compelling stories, and what to expect when you work as a design professional. There are also conceptual chapters that examine what game design is and how good design can create really good games. There are concrete examples to provide models that'll help you create well-rounded designs and exciting adventures. Get the complete Cobalt Guide to Game Design 2nd Edition now at cobaltpress.com. And now that's done with the ads. Back to you, Noelle. Thank you, Catherine, my sweet feather. Last of all, a message to Chantel. Chantel, the code word is... Oh, I'm Rochelle. The sleeper agent is active. Go. Uh, we're going to catch up with you again, Fran, later. Okay. Um, 
I think actually we're going to go over to Slake and Mary. You are in this abandoned house as fire begins to rain from the sky. You are not in a very good position. It is a wooden house. Oh, well. Uh, Mary grabs your arm and starts tugging you toward the door. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go with Mary. Yep. Uh, Do we see any structures that look like they'd be better for hiding from fire? As you emerge from the house, you see that one of the giant iron balls that is spit out by the uh, Torva's apparatus of destruction has landed in the street in front of you, and it is blocking your way toward the opera house. So you have to turn and head in another direction. Do you want to go left or right? Ugh. Ah! Decisions. You could do a check. Like a perception check? Uh, let's say... A gut, a vibe check. Vibe check. <laughs> All right, I'm doing vibe a vibe check. check. Vibe check. Vibe check. What's your vibe? I got modify? a fucking natty one. Okay, you have no it's idea which way to vibe. go. <laughs> That's fine. You know, the, the, the vibes are just random. They're bad. The bad vibe. The vibe is on fire. All right, I'm going mm. left. All right, you head left down the street, and uh, you pass by one of these barricades, which is now on fire. You hear a whistling overhead, and please make a dexterity check. Oh, Christ. 15. Okay, and uh, neither of you pass, actually. Oh, fuck. So... So you take 17 damage as a fireball comes hurtling towards you and blows you and Mary off of your feet and into a little alleyway. Mary, you feel her next to you. And uh, she is coughing as she rolls away from you and and finds like she's just patting the ground wildly until she like her hand lands on your arm. Oh. Are you okay, Mary? She she just taps your, your arm a couple of times. And then she gets to her feet and starts trying to help you to your feet, but she is so small and weak. Oh, she oh, is like no. ineffectually tugging oh, at you. Oh, to get you oh up. Mary! I, I grab Mary and I I steady her. Yeah. <laughs> so she keeps patting until she grabs your arm and and points it in a direction to run. Okay. And uh, she holds your hand as you guys run through the city. You keep running, and as you do, you hear more fire whistling overhead, but none of it lands in your location. Eventually, you reach the doors of, you can't quite tell what it is. It's so blackened. It looks like it's a big building. And as you you get there, you see another couple of people are being hurried inside this building. It looks like this must be one of the shelters. I'm assuming we're not invisible anymore. I don't think it's been an hour. You're still invisible. Oh, well then fuck yeah, we go in. So you guys run in just as they're shutting the doors behind the last few refugees that needed to get back inside. It looks like these aren't refugees, actually. They're they're soldiers who were out on patrol. And the doors shut behind you and it is very quiet inside. You hear people coughing, but it's dark. And as your eyes adjust to this sort of gloomy half-light, you see you are in a gallery. You are in the the Ilfrin Gallery, which you saw was listed as one of the one of the shelter locations. The paintings here have all been packed away, but you can see the plaques that show where they had once been. This beautiful ancient building with its towering columns and painted ceilings is now bare and echoing. Instead of paintings and statues, the galleries are lined with bedrolls and refugees. And the purveyors of the gallery who are now running this this refugee camp, they pat down the soldiers as they come in and they're saying, oh, you made it, you're safe, don't worry. Just wait it out in here. Come on, we'll get you some water. And they are leading the soldiers away. What do you want to do? Hmm. Well, I guess we should investigate 
this place, see if we can, I mean, mm-hmm. while we're here, we might as well see if we can learn anything. Okay. Should we just follow where the soldiers are going? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So you and Mary follow the soldiers to, it looks like a little impromptu field hospital. In comparison to the the opera house's facility, this is, this is bare bones. You know, nobody here knows really how to sew people up or sew anything up. So they're just bandaging people as best they can. It looks like the supplies here, there's not much. There's a couple pots of cream. It looks like they're using for burns, but they're just scraping the insides of them. They're really just getting everything they can out of here. And uh, one of the soldiers, he's coughing and he sits down on the bedrolls. He says, oh, fuck, General Vespria. I'm never going out on patrol again. Not at night. And uh, his, his other companion says, what are we even patrolling for? If they get in, we're going to know about it. What else do you want to do? Could I, like, explore the gallery and mm-hmm. make a check to see if I see anything? Yeah, that- yeah make a check. Make a investigation check, we'll yeah. say. 18. Yeah, that's actually really good. Um, all right, so you spend some time wandering around the galleries. Once you get out of the first hall, it seems people have spread out a lot more. Uh, there aren't quite as many people here. Most of them are just have found a quiet place to collapse and to put their very few belongings that they took from their homes. And uh, eventually you find a little room off to the side. You go through that doorway and you are in a storage area. And it, it's quiet in here. It's Nobody is, else is around. And as you're looking through this storage area, you kind of have like a, there's a weird vibe in here. Mm-hmm. You know, vibe check? I guess. Oh, hey. Okay, 18 again. Shit, you did great on your vibe check. Yeah, what the f- different dice. So. Different dice. This vibe is is better. Um you you are looking at these crates and you you kind of pry off one of the planks of a crate and you see that this is where they've stored the paintings. They've been packed away back here and and down like a little staircase to get to this room. And uh you, you find one of the paintings and it's it's a beautiful painting. It's Good that it's been protected. But that's not the vibe you're getting. That's not where you're feeling this energy coming from. And you follow your your psychic nose <laughs> wherever, <Your gut>. it, <laughs> wherever it psychic goes. Okay. <laughs> and um, to find the psychic fruit loops, you follow this vibe until you find a, a narrow crate in the center. Everything else is pushed back from it. It is isolated in the center. And as you you pry it into it, you see just a little bit of it, and it is a another piece of bone, a curved tusk. <sighs> oh. oh my god, what are we gonna do? Okay, okay. Uh, Mary sees this, right? If yeah, not- Mary sees it, and she's like hitting your arm. Uh, wait a minute, I have to think. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing: they've gotten a tusk from Barahara every so often. Yeah. So it's not like the last one is destroyed when they get a new one. Yeah. Yeah, he exchanges a tusk for a person. Well, every- doesn't that mean each tusk is probably linked to each person, and if the person's dead, the tusk doesn't work anymore? Could be. Yeah. That's my thought. But anyway. Yeah. But, but hopefully hey. we can give one yeah. of those to Dawson that Dawson is not say the main one. Okay, Which Meta, tusk he wanted. Do you want me to? I, no. I shouldn't try to transport this tusk. I'll just tell you guys. How big is it? Roughly the size of Slake's arm. Okay. Oh, Ooh. it's not that big. But I feel really bad. Uh, I mean, I guess if I'll, you were Slake, though, wouldn't you take it? I guess I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take the tusk. Okay. All right. You take the tusk. You 
wedge your arm in there and pull it out of the soft material that they had packed it away in. And Mary starts hitting your arm very aggressively as you take it. I don't know. <laughs> the vibes are crazy in yeah, here. The vibes vibe. are crazy. So Mary starts hitting your arm, but then stops and she sighs and then hits your arm one more time. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring it to Corbin and Fran. They'll know what to do. All right. So uh, are the you brains guys- of the group, Corbin and Fran. Like, Fran's a genius. We're, oh my <laughs> God. We're, we're fucked. <laughs> I just realized how fucked we are in general as a group. Yeah, just like as a group. <laughs> All right. So you are you guys going to leave then? Well, we're invisible, right? Yep. The but tusk is invisible because I'm carrying it, right? No, the tusk is still visible, I think. Can I wrap it in something I'm wearing, like my cloak? Yeah. Okay, I'm wrapping it up. Yeah, I'll say I'll say that's tusk all a cart. <laughs> Taking it out. Yeah, buddy. I gotta, right. Can I get a doggy bag? <laughs> all right, tusk. so you wrap up the tusk in your cloak so it's just as invisible as you are, and you guys uh, make for the back door. Yeah, yeah. you guys better move, move fast, though. Is it like, still? This invis- <laughs> is- yeah. yeah. Is it still fire out. outside? It's, uh, it is still pounding with fire outside. You still feel the ground shaking. So you- Let's just hide behind some crates. Okay. With our tusk. Okay. So you hide in the in the crates. Hide behind the crates. Uh, And then we are actually, we, we're going to leave you guys for the moment then. Uh, We're going to (coughs) let you and your Tusk and Mary all hang out. And uh, we're going to go say say hi to Corbin. Corbin, how you doing? I I think I'm all right. Mothman, Corbin. Mothman. I dodged, I dodged. It's a bird like a mothman. (laughs) I dodged some giant bullets and I'm just flapping away by, what's his name? Vespria. You are tagging along with Vespria as he runs with his, uh, his other soldier. And uh, you already made your dex tech, so I won't make you make another one to keep from getting hit. And uh, you run with him all the way back to the palace, which... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the idea. <laughs> the idea of the little mob running. <laughs> I was also thinking that. I was like, yeah. Don't fly. Run. Don't run on the ground. <laughs> no, I assume you land on him or something. Yeah, yeah I'm like on his back. Yeah. Like one of those little paper men. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like in Spirited Away. Away, Yeah. Yeah. So Vespria is sprinting through the city full tilt in a way that is just so undignified for a man (laughs) like him. So they run around to the the front gates of the palace, which open up just enough for Vespria to get in. And uh, his soldier gets in just after him. And Corbin, you are nearly knocked from Vespria's back as he squeezes through the little mm-hmm. uh, little opening. I, I crush my little wings flat. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you're, you crush yourself, <laughs> lest you be crushed. Yep. And uh, they get inside, and Vespria is breathing heavily. And he straightens up, clears his throat, and he says, Oh, well, that was exciting. And uh, above, you see that it looks like the, the fire... It, is crashing down but splashing off of like some invisible barrier over the palace. Hmm. Um and he looks up and shakes his head and uh, he snaps a couple of times and somebody brings him a, a cold towel which uh he he uses to wipe the soot off of his immaculate face. Corbin tries to spit on the towel a couple times before he Uh why don't you roll to attack, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 12 to hit. To the towel. Yeah, okay, you hit the towel. Yeah. Gross. He's, he wipes the moth spit on his face, and he kind of gives it a look, and get, then he tosses the towel at, like, somebody, and he says, towel was sticky. <laughs> you and your japes. <laughs> I'll never stop japing. <laughs> japing and vaping. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Throwing out and japing. Okay. 
tell the king and queen that I have arrived. And uh, someone rushes off to do as he says as he strides through this courtyard. And Corbin, the situation here is very similar to the ones I've described at the opera house and at the art gallery. Lots of refugees in the courtyard huddled into little groups. It looks like just every square inch of this courtyard is covered with people who are, they're wearing the liveries of different houses. So each one is sort of color coded by group. Mm -hmm. This appears to be where they have stashed the household staff of all of the nobility. And so as you stick with Vespria, he walks through the first set of doors and into a grand hallway, which is empty. It looks normal in here. The, uh, the refugees, or rather the, the household staff, which is sheltering in the courtyard, they are apparently not allowed into the rest of the palace. And he uh, walks through down another lavish hallway to a small chamber where the king and queen are sitting at a table. The queen is a woman, she's starting to show the signs of age, which as she is an elf means she must be quite old. Her hair is in a long braid down her back and she's wearing a relatively simple gown. It looks like maybe a dressing gown. And she looks just absolutely haggard. And next to her, the king, also an older gentleman, showing just crow's feet around his beautiful eyes. Uh, he is staring down at a map and he says, are these positions right, general? Is this really all the troops we have left? And uh, Vespria comes over and he takes one of the tokens off of the map and he tosses it aside and he says, now it's accurate, I'm afraid. And the, the king nods and sinks down into a chair and he sighs and rubs his face. Do we have any word, any messages from outside the city? No, my lord, I'm afraid we have not yet heard anything. And they all nod and look very serious. And uh, Vespria then reaches into uh, a pocket that he has, and he pulls out three sugar cubes, which he sets down on the table, and he says, For you, my grace, I got these from the opera house. Corbin flies down and, and licks on one of the... Oh, yeah, uh, Corbin! Well? Uh, Corbin, please make a dexterity check. Yep. <laughs> That's a five. <laughs> Corbin, you are squished. <laughs> Fuck! Corbin... The queen shrieks, grabs a book, and hits you with it. Crush Why'd you have to do it? Cube. How Why'd many? you have to do it, Jape? Uh, <laughs> you are crushed. Have? Your little wings and antenna twitch once, twice, and then you unfold into a boy. <laughs> Carmen! <laughs> when the king and the queen... I was hungry. <laughs> so is everyone else. <laughs> well, uh, everybody screams. Everybody screams. And then... Uh, I'm like dazed. I don't react. Yeah. Well, as you are dazed, you hear Vespria shout for guards. And then you feel cold iron restraints being locked around your wrists. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I want to do dexterity check as a boy to j hop off the table before. Uh, okay, but you are dazed to so make that a disadvantage. Jump. Just okay. for a moment. Jumping and hopping. Yeah, you are. Takes a while for them to come in with their fucking shackles. <laughs> yeah, there are guards everywhere. That's a nat 20. <laughs> Damn it. That's um. 
It's 11. <laughs> that will not do it. Corbin, you are shackled. Cat, are they just regular shackles? Just to clarify, has Corbin been separated from the group and captured? <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, hold on, Cat. These are just regular shackles, right? Yes, they are just regular shackles. Okay, they I'm fine not- with that. Then I don't I don't give a shit. Um, cuz I am obviously able to escape. <laughs> yes. Corbin says, "Hey, wait, stop. I'm I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy." Who and uh, Vespria has taken out his sword, and you can see now very clearly that this is made of a tusk that has been yeah. sharpened. How many fucking tusks you guys have? Probably, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that there are any others, though, so I just assume this is the only one. And uh, he has pointed it at you, and he says, Your Majesties, this is clearly a spy of Torva's sent in here to to spy on us! Actually, I'm, uh, I was sent here uh, from, I guess, M- Madria, Danmar... <laughs> Varhara, Estra, you don't know who that is. Uh, yeah, basically all of those places is where I was sent from. This is clearly just a lie that's being told by this spy. Take him away, guards. Take yeah, him away. I mean, like, I'm here to help you. Why would a child be here to help us? Go. Take him away. And the guards I, are dragging you off. I, no, okay, I fight the guards. Okay. I, just, I don't try to, like, fight them, fight them, but I just want to get out of there. You want to roll to resist? Yes. Please make a strength check. That's a seven. Yeah, no, you are dragged out of this room. No, okay, well, once I fail that, I turn into a crow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and everyone is screaming again as yep. uh, Vespria is shouting, See, he turned into a, a bird, a hawk, one of Hugin's allies. I land on the table and I spread my wings and I go, Waka, 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 waka. Corbin, please make another dexterity check. 18. 18. All right, you you dodge as the queen brings her book down uh, on the table again. <laughs> I land on Vespria's head and I peck him once. I think you can, like, talk some as a crow. I say, uh, I'm a crow. <laughs> I'm gonna barf. Dumbass. I'm going to remind you, Corbin, nobody on the world below knows what crows are. Yeah, I know. Well, that's fine. They, um, they see bird of prey, you are hawk, and uh, a soldier swings his sword at you. I'm well, going to let your- I'm on Vespria's you. head. Yep. So. Vespria ducks, and there is a lot of screaming as uh, you are, I assume, dislodged from Vespria's yeah, head. I fly up, and I say, um- that's as good as I can do. Yeah, and Vespria shouts, "He curses the name of our Lord!" <laughs> and a soldier throws a spear at you. Okay, I land. I'm gonna just roll to hit this time. Yeah, rather okay. Than have you roll to dodge? That does not hit. Okay. Um, I land like far away from everybody else. I turn back into a boy, and I say. Torva's kidnapped Alden, and if you want me to keep your fucking city safe, stop trying to kill me. They look at each other, and then the, the queen says, who is Alden? Your sacrifice. Your living sacrifice. They pause and look at each other. And then Vespria says, this is clearly a lie that's being told by this this spy. <laughs> fucking dumbass. You're gonna trust this freaking fop? General Vespia, please call more soldiers. And uh, Vespria shouts into the hallway. And uh, more soldiers come pouring into um, the room. I take I take out my necklace and I and I say, This is this is from Pavia. Like I'm I'm ordained by the gods that hate Torva. Uh, Corbin, you take nine damage as uh, more spears are hurled at you from below, and uh, 
two of them hit you. Fucking elves. Okay, I have no reaction. Um, <laughs> is there, there's like a spear in my chest, and I just like stare. It's not at them. in your chest. <laughs> right you get fucking impaled. Just like impaling. <laughs> you right? got you got grazed in one arm, and one of them uh, grazed your leg. What do you need me to do to convince you that I'm literally not a Torvus boy? Well, you will go willingly to the dungeons. I point at Vespria and I say, not talking to you. And then I point at the king and the queen and I say, talking to you. And the king draws himself up and he says, I believe that General Vespia's suggestion is sound. If you are truly an ally of yours, you will willingly go to the dungeon and surrender your weapons and we will discuss amongst ourselves how best to verify your claims. How long is that going to take? It will take as long as it takes. Okay, well, I'm just saying if I'm here too long, my friends are going to storm the castle, but okay, fine. And I throw my Jesus spear down. <laughs> and uh, you hear General Vespia as you throw down your weapons and uh, the guards come forward and, and shackle you again. General Vespia begins furiously whispering to the king and queen. He said he has allies. I do not trust that. The queen says, we will have to search the city for these allies in case they are truly not allies at all. My bad, y'all. the the cultural zeitgeist we really truly are <laughs> yeah and Got our the, finger on the pulse mm-hmm. and by the time this uh episode comes out vibe check will be dead and gone <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure vibe check is already, already. about dead and gone yeah, i know because we're 27 we don't understand the memes until they're dead and gone we're like those fucking facebook moms who like post a picture of a minion <laughs> that's like they say size doesn't matter but you can never have a big enough Glass of wine. That's us now. That's like everybody I work with. It's a grim vision of our future. Mm.